0: I'm Beatrice, your host of the Let's Talk Relationships podcast. Join me and my guests as we explore all things related to singleness, dating, and relationships. Together, we'll hear from real, everyday people and a few professionals and their experiences with self-growth, heartbreak, modern-day dating, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in. And if you're here for the long haul, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. hello hello welcome back to let's talk relationships thanks for joining us today I have a special guest that I'm very excited to have on um her name is Jodi Swee she is a professional dating and life coach she's she's gonna give us a lot of good stuff today she's also the founder of Topanga Social which is a dating service for imperfect Christians so You know she's got a lot of wisdom, and she's probably heard a lot. Um, (laughs) Jody, thank you so much for joining us today and for being on and for bestowing your wisdom on us. You're the best. Oh, yes. Thanks, B. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here because I love to talk about relationships. I know it's so funny. We met at um, a friend's birthday. Officially, I've heard so much about Jody,
1: and I was like, I, like <laughs> we, we heard about each for months and months and months before we actually met in person, and we didn't even know we sat down next to each other, yep, right? Yep. and I
0: was like, wait. Your B. Oh, your joke. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh, it was so funny. And of course, like immediately, like 10 minutes in, we're like relationships. So I knew I was Rel- like, relationships. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I knew I'm like, I'm going to have to have her on because we like started talking about it. And I was like, oh, we're going to get in deep. I already know. So I've got to save this juice for the podcast. <laughs>
1: You're like, I'm not talking to you anymore, let's save it for
0: the podcast, yeah. no, That is not what she actually said to you guys. Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> today I kind of want to dive into, you know, I, obviously I am single, and I'm in the dating world and a lot of my close friends are as well. And um, you just, you kind of hear the same thing said over and over. It's like dating is so hard and especially in LA, especially as a Christian, it's like just adding more layers on the difficulty of it. Um mm-hmm. And it is, it's just like, I've tried to be open-minded about it. And I'm like, but it is, it is difficult. You can go in with a good mindset, but, um, you know, you have to take on a lot of that responsibility on your own as well for why it's so difficult. But, um, you know, you're, I'm sure you're seeing clients and you're hearing about this all the time. So I just want to kind of pick your brain and try and understand like, why is it so difficult? What are things that we could be doing or how can we be looking at dating differently? to maybe combat that a little bit, you know? And especially in the Christian world, which it can get a little bit convoluted and um, just not great, unfortunately. Like, it's just not great. You know, I don't think our yeah. churches are doing us yeah. a lot of service anyways of creating space for single people as well. Um, I think a lot of our programming is always toward families, toward mothers, toward women specifically, but I just don't see a lot of that support coming from our churches. So anyway, before we get deep, I just want to throw that out there. That's kind of what I want to pick your brain on and kind of get your thoughts yes. um, on that. Like, what do you see out there? Like, Tell us a little bit about like kind of what you do and, and kind of what you see in this world. We I can go from there.
1: Yeah. So, okay. I have a really unique perspective in the fact that I have actually been, so I've been walking with, um, single people for almost 20 years in, um, and then I was, I was a youth pastor for a long time. I worked for an organization called young life. So I was able to walk people through that stuff. And then as they grew up, my job changed. Along the way, I actually spent a couple of years doing consulting for a generational consulting company, helping people understand the generational differences that were happening. This comes into play in a minute. There's an importance <laughs> to this one. And then um, I became I was already doing um, life and date coaching. And then I, I be, literally I stumbled. I was in a certification class for my coaching. And I um, I met this woman who was a matchmaker. And I was like, what? I'm like, that's a real thing. I thought that was just something that was on reality TV. Like, I didn't know that was a real thing. And she's like, no, no, it's a real thing. And so I was like, well, I need to know more about this. So I ended up working for two years as a matchmaker for this matchmaking company. And it was so fascinating because I had all these years of kind of like personal experience, this relational experience. And then through matchmaking, I was able to kind of see this, this wide swath of people and like what was happening and how it was, in, you know, like seeing the patterns of what was going to cross mm-hmm. on across the board. And let me tell you something. And I, I tell my clients this all the time. Um, it's not just you, it's not you that dating is hard for you. It's hard right now mm-hmm. because it's so fascinating. This is actually bigger than dating and it's bigger than the church, but we are actually, culturally at a time when we're at a pivot point. And so everything is changing and that's one of the, and so no one knows what to do with that. And so we're feeling that we're feeling that in our churches, we're feeling that in, you know, like in the secular world and as well as in dating. So there's this huge, we are at this huge point where all the things we've been doing aren't working anymore. We've learned new things, but now we don't know how to move forward. And so it's this really weird time in, truly in history, to be single and dating, which sucks. That's, but I, I hope that it encourages people to, to be like, it's not you. Yeah, it's, it's literally culturally hard to date right now because it's just
0: not a good scene. So what makes it not great? Like, I I could say from my perspective, but, like, I'm going to be a little biased because, like, I'm a little biased. But from, like, from what you've seen, because you've seen it from multiple people, men and women, like, what is making it so damn difficult? Mm
1: -hmm. So there are probably, I want to say three things, two for sure, two for sure, that I am really seeing. One is... um, because of social media which we all have every we all have a love-hate relationship with it but it has changed our our expectations and our experience and so um i so our expectations in anything but in this situation our expectations with dating are based on our experiences right so every generation their expectations are based on their experiences. Mm-hmm. And for people who are single and dating right now you're, you have grown up in the swipe culture right And so like, there's this like instant there's a ton of potentials um, and which is causing a couple things. One, so psychologists much smarter people than I talk about this like I am just regurgitating what I have learned from science. Um, but there's something called the paradox of choice. Which says that um, people crave choice, but when you have too many options, it actually makes you less happy and more doubtful. And it turns into analysis paralysis, meaning when you have so many options, you never choose because you always think that the next one will be better. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big thing is we have, because we're so used to so many options, we just we're too quick to swipe no because we think something better is going to come along, and that's what's causing the second problem, which is we are we are um, majoring in the minors. Oh, explain hard-core. <laughs> hardcore. hardcore. So, okay, B, how you might know this because you're, you're you're a little bit of a relationship expert yourself here. Um, how many seconds does someone spend on an app to decide whether or not they're going to swipe? right, or left, or whatever their decision-making process is.
0: How many seconds? I don't think I know the exact, but my best guess is going to be, like, three to four seconds. One second. Oh, my second. God. I gave people too much credit.
1: <laughs> One oh my God. second. I, like,
0: actually – I, like, when I'm – I'm actually, like, reading the profiles. Like, I'm looking at the photo. If the first photo is, like, really bad, then I'm, like, no. But, like, if it's, like, decent, I'm, like, okay, I'm going to scroll. I'm going to read. Where are they from? Like, I spend some time on there. <laughs> like, God, I'm proud of you. Thank show. you. I'm like I, gotta re, like, I got to read because I'm like, are they Christian? Do they love the Lord? Like, where, where are they at? Like, I try to gauge. Otherwise, you just end up like small talking with like 17 people and you're just like, kill me now. I can't. I can't do the small talks.
1: Yeah. Well, one meant, second? So Crazy. One second. And it's not, and people are making, are, are triggered by, the, it's not even about, physical attraction anymore. We are triggered by because of this whole like we have we've had so many options. We've had time to like pick it apart, but it's like if someone has um like the background of their of their picture is no. Whatever. It could be like the most random things, but people are just like we're like no. No. Like we do it's the most random things or if they have if their hair is styled a weird way. I cannot tell you how many women I talk to who care more about what a guy's hair is like than how he treats his mother? Oh, wow. And I'm just like, y'all, we need to we're 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 get, we're getting kind of caught up in the in the wrong things here.
0: Um I I mean so I hear that a lot also, too. Yeah. Like that's something I harp on as well is like, oh, he has to be like six feet. And sometimes I drop the topic because I can get people get fiery. Like if I say like Well, like, I'm, I'm like, you're just made your chances like this big, like you, by saying that, like, because they are not six foot, well, he's 5'11". I'm like, oh my God, really? Like, I just, it's mind blowing to me and people are so dead set on it. And I'm just like, why does that matter? That will not come for you at night. That will not be there for you when someone family member dies. That will not be there when heartache happens. Like that, that doesn't matter in the end of the day, you know? It's just, I mean, of course attraction matters, but yeah, I, I, I hear you on that, on, on just like the, you know, the stupidity of, I hate to say that word, but of just the things we harp on. I get it. I I see it.
1: Well, you know, and it's funny because I have such empathy for people like in this place because it's not even that people are, are choosing to be shallow. They're choosing to be like this. It's, it's literally part of their cultural conditioning yeah and so part, like that's just part of how the, your experience so that's what you've been taught um and that's how what you're acting out so another thing that's really impacting and why we're so dependent on the physical is because we have there's been a lack of um emotional connection and like depth
0: yeah um that's which for sure.
1: like we Right, so that, I mean, that's the generation that we're paying that price right now. I, okay, have you ever seen um,
0: Love is Blind? Yes, I love that show.
1: Oh my gosh. Love it. I See, analyze my, everybody.
0: So- I'm like the like, wannabe psychologist, like they have trauma, they have it, like I'm that person.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I So I um, actually, Topanga Social, how we do, so we do um, connections and um, events. And how we connect people, we actually, how we do that process was inspired by Love is Blind. Because this is what I realized watching Love is Blind. There was, so you have these people who they spend hours and hours in these pods, right? They can't see each other. All they can do is talk. They don't have their phones, right? So they all they can do is talk and they actually really talk and they have these amazing conversations this depth and they like fall hard for each other, right? Like yeah. you just see like these, like you're just like, wow, there's some really deep connections being made here. And then they meet each other and it is what it is. But what was so fascinating to me that I think was so powerful and says a lot about where we are is when they actually went out into the real world, they, they didn't have the social, structure to hold emotional depth like that. Like they didn't have any place to put that in their regular mm-hmm. lives because we're so, we've just been so used to just the physical and the visual and all the things that when you actually have that kind of information about somebody, you don't without the, you know, the ability to hold that well, mm-hmm. without knowing what to do with it, it can really be damaging. So it's so fascinating. So but That's fascinating. another, so, so fascinating. So there's just like, we just don't know how to
0: connect on a deep level. So, I mean, f- facts. <laughs> I think that's um yeah, I think I've seen that in my own dating world as well. My dating life is that is a difficulty and I think but I think a lot of it stems from people not being able to be like that with themselves. Like they haven't even taken the time to dig deep to understand who they are, to figure out their triggers or fears or traumas. All that they have spent zero time with themselves and they haven't been really deep with them. So how can we expect them to be deep with others? It's difficult, you know, it's uncomfortable. And so I feel like that's something I've seen is like, until you can get to that level on your own, I think it's difficult to expect that and to see that in a relationship, you know?
1: Yes, but you know what? So that's so interesting that you say that because a hundred percent, like part of this is being able to be self-aware, right? And find our own healing. Um, But this is actually where it gets a little tricky for my dudes yeah um because my dudes have not like within maybe the last 5 maybe 10 years maybe has there been permission for men to have feelings talk about their feelings and heal from their feelings like this is a new thing oh, for sure. that they're like they've never had that they've never that's never been an okay thing, and so I have all these. And it's, so for women, a we're we're kind of wired that way in general, just to be you know to talk things out and communicate these kind of ways. But we we have been given permission for a long time to do that. And so I most of the most of the girls I know who are single right now have done their work. Yeah. Right? Like they've done the way. So like there's a lot of the women who have really like and there's actually like women are really kind of coming into their own right now. Like there's that's one good thing that's kind of coming out of this cultural yeah. pivot is where there's kind of happening, right? But guys so women are like, well I've done the work, so I expect to find a guy who's done all the work. And I'm like, you can't have that expectation because they are just now beginning to have that permission to even have those conversations. And it's, I I had a client say, so basically in when I'm 50, they'll have it all figured out. I was like, yeah. So you can either choose to be single until you're 50 and wait for one that's all figured himself and stuff out, or you can look for one now who is on the trajectory, meaning they're on the, they're, they have the posture of, Hey, I had some stuff to work out and I'd like to, right? Like, well, to yeah. have that
0: perspective. And I'm glad you said because that that's the key, I think, is, you know, is because what you run in the problem there is you will date someone's potential because you can see it in them or you can see glimpses of it in them, but if you're not actually – they're not actually doing the work and actually going in that direction. So I think that's that's key. What you said is, like, make sure that they're actually on that trajectory and they actually want it for themselves because the worst thing you could be in is in a relationship where you're the one pushing them to go in that direction. Like, they've got to have chosen that oh, for themselves. Yeah. And, like, that has to be, like – like. And I, and I think, yeah, like you were saying, I, I don't think we need to look for a fully baked human. Like, none of us are there. Like – even though, yeah, we've done, like, I've done the work and I'm over here, like, someone doesn't text me back for, like, six hours and I'm, like, anxiety. Like, and I got to, like, talk myself down and, like, you know what I mean? Like, I've done the work and I'm very well aware of my triggers, but it's, like, it's still there. It's still things I have to work yeah. through. It's conditioning since I was, like, two, you know? And so it's, like, we're never fully baked and it's, like, yeah, I always, I, I think of that a lot. I'm, like, we just, we have to, our expectations can't be, like, oh, I need him to be perfect or I need him to be fully a full man because i think that's what you what the beauty of marriage and relationship is is it refines you in that process and so i think we say no to a lot of things because like oh well, he did this oh he did this you know and it's like okay but did you communicate did you repair did you like have an opportunity to like right. come together and if you did great and there's repair awesome move forward you know but it's not like oh we're done you know sort of thing but i also cool. wonder i question though if we are so picky because there's also of fear base is it fear-based because it's easier to just be so picky with people than actually let someone in i wonder if that's also part of it
1: well for sure and that goes into the second you know pattern we talked about in terms of our emotional connection so it's there's actually a difference between being able to be emotionally connected and in tune with yourself and then actually sharing that with somebody else. Mm Like there's a whole other layer of vulnerability that comes along with sharing that self with somebody else, and so a hundred percent. Like, and that's something I think girls can be like, okay, we, you know, okay, I know my stuff. But then it's like to actually be vulnerable enough to share
0: that with a guy, is is scary. Yeah, that's the practice. Um, that's the practice of like the, I've done the work, that's the, but that's where people don't realize. Like that's just the part one. Like you've done the internal work, but the part two is how do I apply this with people around me? How do I apply it with my family, with my friends? My like that's the that's the second layer of the work. Is like that part.
1: Well, I so I talk about people when when I um, do my coaching program with people, um, I. Talk about dating with healthy vulnerability, mm. and there's actually there are two kinds of vulnerability. So we can there's a kind of vulnerability where we are basically exposing ourselves, looking for fulfillment and and contentment from another person. Mm-hmm. And so when we're vulnerable because we're looking for somebody else to fill up our things and make us feel our value and our worth, when we're when we're being vulnerable from that place that's where we get hurt that's where it's damaging that's unhealthy vulnerability but when you are health but healthy vulnerability is when you are looking for a when when you know that your worth is found in Jesus and that you can have like that and that Jesus is the one who is is informing and who's leading you to who you are going to be then you are able to be vulnerable with other people because you're not dependent on them to tell you what your worth and value is and where you're going. Yeah. And so you can be honest and vulnerable because you're that's your journey, right? Like you you're you're yeah. secure in where yeah. your worth is coming from. Not that we like not that we know it all the time, right? Like yeah. we forget sometimes <laughs> for sure. But like that we have like that that's just a mindset, yeah. right? Of like getting from that place. And can we just go back to a second? Yeah. I want to talk because I had this. The potential, mm-hmm. like don't date somebody with potential before we get too far, because I had this great thought about that Yeah, one. But I want to be very clear, we do not want to date people with potential because everybody has potential. Everyone. Everyone, everybody has potential. What you want to look for is posture. Mm. Meaning what is the post, not their potential, yeah, but what is their posture, meaning which this goes to the trajectory piece, right? where, where are they posturing to go? And that is way, so just like there's a difference between potential and posture or trajectory. So I just wanted to come back around that because that was, that was fire girl. When you said that, that was good.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I found myself in that position and sometimes, sometimes you don't even really realize it. Like you're, you're, you're in it and then you're maybe a couple of months in and then you're like, you know, oh wait, actually, They're not going in that direction. And I always tell people, I think the biggest lesson I have learned in my dating world is is I trust actions over words because I think Mm -hmm. so many people want to grow and want to do those things and they all Mm -hmm. desire it because why would they not want to be healed and desire those things? So they may say it and they may say, yeah, I totally want to grow. But then you're like, okay, but what are you doing about it? because that's what matters more than someone's words. And I feel like that's where I feel like I've always gotten in trouble is all, I'm like, well, they said X, Y, Z. Well, they said this. But then when I really started looking at their actions, I'm like, oh, yeah, but you're not going in that direction. And I think that's where a lot of us get caught up. It's like, I, for me, I'm like I need to see action like I don't care what you have to say anymore. I'm at the point now I'm like la 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 like say whatever you want to say like like I want to <laughs> see it like i I'm just at that point I've you know, a ripe, in the world, a ripe 33, I'm like, let's see it. Like, can yeah. you have a hard conversation? Yeah. Talk to me. You want to have, like, it's uncomfortable. Oh, what if I overreact and have a bad thing? How do you react? Like, let's see it in action. Like, how is your growth and all that is in action? So anyway, I'm going to get off my high horse. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that because I feel like that's where I've, like, I get you. A lot mm-hmm. is, is looking for that. It's like, look for look for people's actions. And that I think that will tell you what posture they're facing and where they're going mm-hmm. over what they'll, what they're telling you. Cause it's really easy to tell someone that you want growth and you want, you know, whatnot.
1: Okay. So, um, yes, you are like in this respect, but it's, I was just thinking about how ironic because it's almost the opposite when it comes to trying to decide if someone likes you or not. Like you have to trust their words sometimes over their actions. If, like, you know what I mean? yeah like it's almost like i'm just giggling about that because i'm like because you don't like especially it's like if someone tells you that they're not into you it probably means that they're not into you right so like it's just so funny how that works so well for their their growth orientation right yeah. and they're like where they're going in their life trajectory and how it's the opposite i don't know that was just such a, a funny dichotomy to me i was like oh that's so funny that they're because that's because you never know. Because people say, could say one thing and then act a different way. And it can be very confusing when you're trying to figure out somebody likes you.
0: But I think that's that's also part of it, too, is like, does some, you know, so even when someone says, oh, I like you, I'm interested in you. But, okay, what are you doing about it? Like, I like a lot of things. Doesn't mean I'm going to go do, like, mm-hmm. I like a lot. I like nice furniture. I like nice things. I mean, I'm always going to go after it. But it's like, okay, you say you like me and you're interested but you're making zero moves no real effort no really planning a date no really so then then to me I'm like that again that to me I'm like eh, yeah. it's just words to me I like I still doesn't mean anything <laughs> I'm just jaded can you tell <laughs> no that, that no but that's like serious. I still look at that because I hear that a lot oh you're so great I'm interested I want to get to know you okay great but then they don't I'm like sounds great I'm an, I cool and then I'm like kind of just like Like, I'm down to, like, say hi to someone or, like, kind of make a first move a little bit, like, show I'm interested. Like, that's not hard for me. It's, like, then when when they talk the talk, but then they don't actually, like, do anything. And then you're, like, okay, well, glad you were interested but didn't try. (laughs) So sometimes I think it can work in in both because it's, like, I think, yeah, I get people are shy and all that, you know, but...
1: Well, and I was thinking, actually, so that's really, again, this is why, so I date there are no like there's no good rule book for yeah, dating none <laughs> because there's so many truly and it's not supposed to be that way like we are not this is not a like a, a black and white right and wrong kind of thing yeah. this is just not and so we have to be nimble and thoughtful because right now we're we're discussing the nuances mm-hmm. of, how, of interacting with other people because you're talking about someone who says that they're interested but then their actions don't line up with it right mm-hmm. Whereas I see more of people coming to me going, they say that they're not interested in me, but they keep hanging around me and they keep doing, you know, like, so it, there's just so many different little bits to this, which is why, that's why I'm so thankful for me. Like me and Jesus, I'm so thankful because I to not have to do this on our own. Oh, I know. Like if we have a person, you know, if you have a personal relationship with Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit to help guide you, like it it gives you an authority and and a um um someone to help you when you don't know what direction to go, yep. right? Like so it's like I don't know, should you should you go on another day with this person? Have you prayed about it? what do you feel like the Lord is telling you know like
0: thank goodness for that extra layer because this stuff is nonsense it's all crazy and none of it makes sense it literally doesn't <laughs> literally. and I feel like I also I don't know if you're noticing this too with your clients but I feel like people are also getting fatigued with dating apps like I feel like oh. there's like like to the point where like even the people on the dating apps are fatigued that they're like I don't want to talk I don't want to do like I feel like I don't know what happened but like this last year like I feel like no one wants to hold a conversation on the app, like not even for like three seconds like it's like hey and then nothing for like ever <laughs> it's like it's just so strange to me. It's like, I, but I do feel like people are starting to get a little, like are getting fatigued. And they well, you see all the, like the funny memes on Instagram, like I'm going to go to home Depot. I'm going to go to the mm-hmm. golf course. Like, I think people just want to meet people in person nowadays. You know, I think people are getting fatigued.
1: My favorite was, did you see the uh, Selena Gomez one where she was at a soccer game? Mm-hmm. And she's like, Hey, I'm single. (laughs) She's just like hollering out at the pitch. Like, she's like, hey, I'm single. That's hilarious. Like, Like, but that's kind of, I think everybody is. So, but if you are over the, if you're out of college, right, Mm -hmm. it's harder to meet. So there's, it's like this catch 22 with apps because you do have, it gives you more potentials, right? But there's also this like exhaustion with it yeah and people want to meet people organically and so it's like well well there's i mean again it's not a right around wrong thing but i part of why we're fatigued is because there's been way too much like back and forth indecision mm-hmm. stuff happening in the apps um we that's one thing i tell people I'm like look you match with somebody you have like a really short conversation they say hey let's have a phone call and then you have a phone call. And then if it's good, hey, let's have a date. And don't be texting back and forth. That's another thing, you should be messaging back and forth with somebody that you just met, because that'll actually, that's exhausting because you don't have the relationship capital to have the little text messaging conversations, right? Text messaging works really well when you know people and you're like, hey, I meet you here, or can you believe that she just said that today, right? Like these little things where you have that. Yeah. When you're just meeting somebody, the fastest way to kill a conversation is to try to come up with a, the text back and forth conversation. I was like, you got to get, so we need to start being more efficient
0: with the dating apps if we're going to use them. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I find like I, and this is totally opposite is I actually like want to text for like a little bit longer. Cause I want to see, can you, can we have a conversation? Can we talk about any, you know, is there any interest? Is there like, you know versus a phone call, but maybe, but I'm still single, so maybe my approach is not working.
1: <laughs> well, just think about how
0: you cannot really
1: get a sense of who someone is without their vocal inflection, without hearing so, I mean, at the very minimum, right? So that's a, a huge piece because, hello, we all know text tone, right? You is so hard. Thank goodness for emojis, although I'm looking like I'm a person who uses emoji every single time,
0: and if someone texts me back and they don't use emojis, I think they're mad at me. You're like, right? I'm so a I'm an exclamation point user. I'm like, hey, exclamation point, exclamation point, <laughs> right? And so, like in in real life, you're you're a
1: totally normal person. If you did that to somebody you didn't met, you didn't know on an app, they might be like, whoa, she crazy, like she's got she's too much lie. energy for me, <laughs> right? And so you just. So the more time you spend in that weird space where you're, it's too much to like, you can make too many assumptions and too many judgment calls without actually knowing them.
0: It's probably not going to help your game. Yeah, you know, I never really thought about that. I feel like I always want to see, can someone have a conversation? Can we connect on topics? Can we connect, you know, via text? Can they banter? Are they funny? <laughs> you know? And then, and then figure out, okay, do I actually want to go on a date with you and see you? I mean, so far that has worked in the sense of, all the dates I have been on have been fun and great. Like I've never, I so far have not been on a date when I got to the date point where I was like, "Well, oh, this was a bust. You know, it, it may have been like, oh, we were in a match, but the date itself was always fun, great conversation. Like, because um, I would weed them out a little bit before. See, and
1: my guess is you probably overweeded Maybe, you're right. Maybe right. I have actually. <laughs> because it's, and it, you, so one of my favorite, um, there's this movie from back, I don't even know, it's like the 90s. It's called Fool's Rush In. And it was Matthew Perry from Chandler from Friends. Oh yeah. and Salma Hayek ran it. It was this little rom-com. And it, part of it, he says to her at one point, he's like, you're everything I never knew I always wanted. And I was like, that is the best, to this day. I mean, I've remembered it for, you know, how many years. But, cause we think we know what we want but when we actually get there it can completely change i can't tell you especially as a matchmaker how many people like i'm like you can tell me your list but i know it's it's nonsense because people who like have these lists they will meet somebody who they connect with mm-hmm. and then they'll throw their list out yeah. because they're like here's about that so lists are really apart from things like you know faith and family like the the core ones the rest of the stuff i'm telling you you meet somebody you drive with and it's gonna be like list what list I yeah need. and so you know and and someone who like do you need somebody who is able to have witty banter i don't know that might be something really important to you or maybe there's something else that they offer that might be just as beneficial to you in the long run through your life than that i don't know
0: yeah, no, that I think that's fair. I think they're, I feel like my list throughout the years has also gotten shorter and shorter and shorter. The more the more <laughs> I've learned about myself, the more learned about relationships yeah. cuz I've been studying this topic for years before I started this podcast. Yeah. Um it has. It's gotten a lot smaller. It's like you kind of have like your deal breakers and you kind of have the things that are important to you. Like really it's more values. It's like how do these people how does this person think? Do you you know, do you mesh with, like, big picture values, how you want to raise your kids, family, all that? And then, yeah, then it's, like, then can you connect on a more deeper level? Is the emotional maturity there? Is the m- emotional connection there? There's, like, all those different layers, you know?
1: Although mm-hmm. I have to say, I feel like my mm-hmm. banter
0: is, like, a love language for me. But it's not a. it's, yeah. it's well, not like I have to have. It's just, like, when I have that, I'm, like, oh, this is so fun. <laughs> well, you know, I always think – so my husband and I are – so I've been married
1: for um, – 16 years um to my husband John and we joke around about how both of us got the number one thing on our list mm-hmm. but neither one of us got the number two. Interesting. That we Yeah, and so for so for so we both our number one was that we wanted somebody who loved Jesus the way we did, right? Um and and his number two was someone who was outdoorsy and would climb mountains with him. Um, and mine was someone who I could have like I could read books with, and we could have these like deep conversations, where we ponder you know philosophy, That's so and funny. all these things. And neither one of us got our second. Like I I, I don't I don't I'm not a great camper. Nope, don't like hiking. <laughs> I don't even like walking. And John is like. Um, I mean, he, he is, he, he loves the Bible when he, but he is not going to read a book about it. That's so funny. So he's not going to sit and have these like deep conversations, something that we both, so these things that we thought were so important to us. Yeah. And then we get married and 16 years later, I'm like, huh, it actually doesn't. I didn't need that. I needed what he brought, mm. the other that he brought that I didn't even know I needed at the time. That's way more important than his ability to talk about, you know, Richard Foster's celebration of discipline with me.
0: Um, so, yeah. From your perspective, kind of things- yeah. Sorry, from your perspective, what are Maybe. the things that we should be asking ourselves? Like, what are the things that you know, obviously, faith and and that. But what, from your perspective, what do you think? or like the top like five or something that people really should be looking for or to match, you know?
1: Yeah. I would say, um, where uh, the faith piece is the number one. And then I think that direct like family direction and where you hope to go, like future wise is also important. Um, and then the rest, honestly, I, are really up in the air. I think hmm. we, honestly, there's so many variables. Um, you you want somebody who you can be fully yourself with and who can be fully themselves with you. And that can, that, sh- that I've just seen so many, some examples of that not showing up the way people expected it to, yeah. that I, I really am like, anything other than in like, I would not, if you are a, a believer, um, you, you don't want to, you don't want to be with somebody who's not a believer. Um, because that's a huge, that, that completely changes your, like the way you approach like life foundationally, yeah. everything else is kind of changes and is up for grabs. So, um, you know, there's the one, you get like really nitty gritty, like, okay, this person doesn't want to have kids. Okay. That's, that's probably one that I would say fair that's when you, is probably a make or break. But other than that, the rest
0: of them, nah. Wow, that really makes, that really opens the candidacy for a lot of people out there. If you think about it. As it it should. Yeah,
1: and part of it too is just like expand it because you actually don't know. It's like, man, I've got so many rom-com examples right now, but Runaway Bride, Mm -hmm. which is another old movie, Julia Roberts. He had to try all the different flavor, like, all the different ways eggs were prepared to find out what kind of eggs she actually liked. And we need to do that in dating. You need to try a bunch of different kind of eggs because you might discover you think you want scrambled eggs, but really you're more of an Eggs Benedict person.
0: And the only way to find that out is
1: when you go on a date with an Eggs Benedict.
0: So then do you, in your for your perspective, do you feel like... I guess what's the best approach with dating? Like, is it dating multiple people? Is it like, what is kind of the best approach from your perspective? What you've seen works. Um, Cause I think a lot of people, we are burnt out. We're like, Oh, I don't want to go on the apps. Like, I don't want to do, it's like, it becomes such a chore. And I know that's not the mindset we want to go into dating with because it's like, that's not going to get us <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> Cause we're like, it's just, it does. It sounds sometimes it's like, it's like a chore, but um, yeah. How, what mindset should we be going into dating with
1: Mm -hmm. um two things one of which is um just get out there and date as much as you can and you like um henry cloud who is a great like he's a expert in boundaries and relationships dr henry cloud has one of my favorite quotes he says dating is simply a numbers game and it's kind of it's kind of you know harsh, but it's true. Like just dating, get out there because you need to learn, you need to practice. Um, But I think what we need to be practicing is actually our mindset on dates Um, because most of us go into dates looking for them to impress us, looking for them to make us feel good, looking for like, we want to feel attracted. We want to feel connected to. You know like all these yeah. things. And I think we need to if we shifted our and that's exhausting because then you're like if they don't fulfill your needs and what your, your expectations then you're exhausted. Yeah. But if we changed our mindset especially as believers and went into every date with the intention of you're going on this date and you're going to do everything in your power to make that other person see feel seen known and valued mm. if you had that attitude going to it will change the way you date it'll become way more fun because then you're just like you're given and it's you're loving people and it actually changes how the whole thing works so date a lot and stop dating for your own satisfaction and do your best to like love people well while you're dating
0: through dating wow i think that's that's great advice and i i think i struggled because I, I i heard um Henry had spoken at a retreat I was at, and I'm not gonna lie. When he was like, "Just date a lot, go on tons of dates," I was like, "F you! I don't want to go on tons." Like, I was so irritated by the entire conversation. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. I was very, and I'm still like, I hear you, but I don't know if that's what I want to do. And I'm also, I don't know if that's like what I like. I I battle with that too because I, I just feel like. It, it, I don't know. Like with God's timing. It's like, I've heard lots of people who have met people and it just was like the right time and it worked and they didn't have to go on 50, 60 dates, you know? And there's people that had to go on a bunch of dates and met somebody. So it's like, it, it's, it can go both ways, but I'm, yeah, I don't know. I, I struggle with the idea of having to like just date a ton, you know? I'm like, I don't want to. I'm exhausted. That sounds like too much. I don't have time to go on five dates a week or go on multiple dates a week or, you know, you know, and it's like, so yeah, I don't know that that's a, that's a tough one. Well, and,
1: you know, that's such a, like, fair and honest, like, response and place to be. that That's so normal. And it's, it can be hard because we have this, you know, our, our fears of not finding the person, right, or um, can just make it so much harder. But if, if we have the mentality that, like, it's not about who knows? You actually don't know when when and where the person's going to come into your life. And we yeah. know from my, this is one thing I my my best friend my best friend and I we were we were still de- single so i married John when I was 29. Um but we noticed that dysfunctional broken people who don't have their ish together and don't have a clue what's going on find each other and get married. So it can't right like so it can't be- I mean, yeah. <laughs> Like really. So it can't be that the reason you're not married is because you haven't, you have to fix yourself. Like you have to do something to improve yourself. Right. Or there's something that's going to change. That's not what, what you don't know why. Um, but I would say it's a matter of time and this is because, and so while you're waiting, you get to practice and you get to practice like how to how to have good conversation with other people how to love people sacrificially even when you're not interested in them because mm. you're going to need to learn how to do that when you're married
0: yeah we just right? so there's that. this wonderful
1: right so there's this wonderful opportunity to practice not because there's something wrong with you and if you just put in enough reps finally you're going to earn your person but it's more it's just an opportunity to grow and make good use of the time. Now speaking of time, okay, so this is my this is my personal example that I is helpful for people. So uh, I think it is at least. So I all my friends in my 20s were they were all getting married, right? I was the only when I was 29, I was the only one in my social circle who was still single. Mm. And I was like, where is he, right? And so finally, I met him. And here's the thing. Um, I am four and a half years older than my husband. Mm. And I literally could not have met him like six months earlier because he was still in college. (laughs) And so the reason we didn't meet, like the reason it took so long is because he wasn't Done. Like he was going to to college, and so like to be able to start a life together, it was just a matter of timing. So you never know where what's going on with your other person. That there's a reason why you haven't met them.
0: So, like, what do you want people to take away from this conversation? Like, what? Because I feel like a lot of people are just, like I said, they're just kind of going in like, this sucks. Dating apps suck. I hate dating. I hate. It's just this very like, like no one's no one's like yippee, and especially. Like I was saying when I started this in the church too, it's like, you know what's crazy is on, I was, I've been on Hinge the last couple of months. I have met more people at my church, like through Hinge than at my church. Like majority mm. of the guys I somehow keep me, cause I have my, my radius is really small cause I just can't date someone who's like 30 miles away. It's never, it's never going to happen. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Just <laughs> time wise,
0: like I'm like, how are we ever gonna see each other? So a lot of people are on the west side, you know, and it's funny because they're like, oh, I go to vintage, I go to vintage, and it's it's just I find that hilarious. I'm like, I meet you guys on Hinge, but like never meet you at church, you know? Yeah, but um, okay. so I think it's discouraging. It can be discouraging. So um, church is actually a
1: terrible place terrible. to meet people, terrible. but it's because by it's our own fault because. So one thing is we need to stop pretending that we're not all okay. I include myself here, but that everybody is not looking for their person. Like yeah. it's like, because people like in church settings, people are like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be the one who's like dating all the people, or, or I don't want to be the one who is, you know, I don't want to ruin this friendship. Okay. Yeah.
0: Who cares?
1: If you're acting honor, honestly, who
0: cares? <laughs> That's me. I mean, I've literally, like, there's, like, five dudes I went on dates with at Vintage, and I see him. I'm like, hi. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, whatever, that, you know?
1: Yeah. Like, we, we need to get over ourselves and just be like, so it's it's okay. And it's okay to not, like, to say, no, this isn't working, and not feel like a bad person or that the other person has to be a bad person. Like, we just be like, oh, that didn't work. Like, when I do, some people have matches, and it doesn't work out. I'm like, oh. On to the next, because it's yeah. not about you. it's not about, you know, so I think that we need to get over ourselves a little bit and we need to date people. We wouldn't necessarily, um, you know, I mean, you don't want to go crazy,
0: but you definitely want to probably broaden your horizons and date a little outside yeah. of your I, I feel like it will it will surprise you. I started doing that on Hinge. Like, I was laughing with some girlfriends. Like, we're looking for the profile that's like, we don't want it to be perfect and pristine. We don't want perfect pictures. You know, we want it to look like you could kind of like gauge. Like, he could be cute. He could have good style. I don't know. Like, you're just like, you don't want the profile that's perfect. Like we, And I laugh because I'm like, the guys that end up having a good time, Their their profiles I'm like, cringe I would but but you like kind of see something you may see a prompt you like like you know and I was like just try to say yes to people that you would that maybe you would normally not say yes to and it is it has surprised me hasn't gone anywhere with with some but that's not you know just because we just didn't connect but um it is it's it's been very surprising doing that like just giving someone a shot that you're like I would never pick you in a crowd but let's just see
1: That's, I'm so, I really hope people hear that and they take advantage of that wisdom you just shared because we desperately need to expand because we don't, you honestly, you have, all you can see is up to this point in your life. You have no Mm -hmm. idea where this life is going to take you and you won't know the kind of person and the thing that like you will need by your side yeah to balance. And so stop getting hung up. On the minors and focus on the majors, and this is the most practical piece of advice I can give you guys. Okay, um, so when you, I'm not saying I'm not saying um, that people should date people that they have nothing in common with that repulse them. Like that's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah, there we, should be something. We <laughs> need to have a good, healthy, long-term relationships are based on good chemistry, and good yeah. chemistry is a combination of emotional connection and physical attraction, okay? Yeah. Yeah. But, but in the beginning, one of those can emerge before the other one, okay? So you wanna give a little space for one of those. So you're looking for something. So I always tell people when they go on a date, I'm like, okay, after your date, this is your assessment. You, you go, okay, how did you respond to them? Was it like, yes, I wanna kiss their face off and this is amazing. No, there is no way the idea of kissing them makes you want to run away or the like neutral place, right? The neutral places is where we need to start expanding and we need to give that a little more a little more opportunity. The nose, we don't have to give the nose. The nose are nose for a reason, right? You see somebody on an app you're like no, great. But it's the ones that are like eh, neutral that we really should take the opportunity to explore because that's where we might actually find the goods.
0: I 100% agree because, yeah, I mean, like I said, I've tried it and I'm like, oh, no, like it, it's the, it's the middle ground profile. It's like the, you know, I'm yes. like, am mm, not really sure, That's but I'm just going to click yes because he had a good prompt or something. I don't know. like yeah. like Perfect. You know, but I 100% agree. Um, Jody, you're the best. I appreciate your oh. advice and no. giving him, giving us some wisdom on how to approach this dating world and this dating life that we have to embark on as adults. <laughs>
1: well, um, yeah. Thank you for having me on. I really, I love just, I, I love talking about this stuff. I love just getting able to support and be a, a, just an encourager and a cheerleader yeah. along the way. Because I know there's not, a, there's not a lot of people who are, Speaking into our, you know, people who are trying to date, we need more people who are like, Hey, we're going to love you singles and help you,
0: you know, like support you as you're walking through this process. So I'm very, very, that's kind of where this podcast grew out of. I was like, I just like, these are conversations I'm having left and right with people all day long. And it's like I just wanted a platform to be able to share that and talk to people about like, hey, this is what we're all going through. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so um, tell us where we can find you. How do people get involved in your socials and to make a social? How do people potentially get you uh, as a coach? Yes. Tell yes, us all the goods. Yes, yes,
1: yes. So I actually have a free two-day workshop coming up. So if people, if they want to just kind of get a feel or get a little more like this of what I'm talking about. Um, it's called Don't Swipe Alone and you can find that on my website, which is Jody Sweet J O D I E S W E E dot com. Not Jody Sweeten from Full House, but <laughs> Jody Sweet S W E E dot com is where you can find that stuff. And then if you are looking for help finding dates and getting some fun events because you're single, you can check out TopangaSocial.com socialcom and we can help you out there. So that's all my stuff, and I'm on Instagram at Jody Sweet. You can find me. Reach out, say hello, tell me your dating story. I would love to hear it.
0: Amazing, and I'll make sure to add all that in the credits as well. Um, Jody, thank you so much. I appreciate so you so and your awesome. wisdom. <laughs> I really thank you for doing this podcast. I really hope that it is—it just serves people well and is just a rich source. Of info and fun for you. It is. It has, it's been a blast. I, I will say it's been a blast. <laughs> thanks so well, thanks, much, girl. We appreciate it. Yes. Bye. Bye.